Welcome to Business and Process, a daily dose kick in the pants resourceful podcast to keep you focused, on point, and crushing the overwhelm in your business. My name is Tim Vreeland, and I'm a business process coach. I owned a brick and mortar business for 10 years, and systems and processes is what kept that business from going bankrupt. I'm now on a mission to help married entrepreneurs with young kids run their business with confidence and clarity so they can show up the best for their family. Listen in as I share down-to-earth tips, hacks, and insights for how to have success in business and life through processes. What is going on? Welcome to another episode of Business and Process. And today I wanted to talk on something I believe to be so powerful when you have new systems and processes in place to catch errors. Really something to encapsulate user error and plan to mitigate or vet mistakes within your new system or process. So, you know, I I have ADHD. I've mentioned that a couple times. And one of the reasons why my mind is always thinking of the systematic way of doing something is because if I just kind of let life happen or if I don't have a, you know, a plan, which oftentimes is more of like a short-term plan, I will admit I'm not very good on long-term plans. I can have visions, like big visions, but actually casting out like a step-by-step long-term plan can be very difficult for me. I'm kind of more, you know, in the moment, but I have to be very purposeful and organized with what I do in the moment. Otherwise, things will not happen. You know, when I was a kid, I remember my dad would kind of joke around that there was erasers in doorways, some some kind of mental scanner eraser. And this was because my dad, you know, would be in the living room and he would ask me to go get something for him in the bedroom. You know, maybe his glasses or his keys or something. And I would argue probably 90% of the time I would forget. Now I know I'm sure kids, you know, of different ages, especially as they're younger, you know, their memory is not all that great. They got a lot going on in their mind and, and maybe they're in the middle of, of even doing something else and their parent interrupts them. So, you know, I understand that, but it was pretty consistent that I would forget so much so that my dad, you know, sometimes he get frustrated, um, but he, you know, in lieu of not wanting to be upset about it, he would turn it into a joke because I would forget. Sometimes he would literally have to just write it down on a piece of paper so that way I could make it. Or he would oftentimes make me repeat it back to him so that way, you know, it can kind of bury it more into my memory. But the point is, is that, you know, that that kind of state of mind for me carried on, you know, as I got older, it didn't really change all that much. But I didn't quite understand why it was happening. And, you know, of course, it bummed me out when I would let people down and I would forget things and stuff. But yet I'm a hard worker. I'm, I'm purposeful. I'm intentional with what I would do. But but I would sometimes, you know, a lot of times just not remember to do things. And, you know, it took me a little bit, but I, I started creating systems and being organized. You know, kind of once I got into high school, I would say. I don't think in middle school I did. But when I got into high school, I started having spreadsheets and charts and everything. And that really helped me stay organized with what I had going on. And my friends would, you know, you know, in, in, in a playful way would make fun of my spreadsheets. I'd have spreadsheets all over my house and stuff. And not only one because I enjoyed it. You know, I was kind of an, always a nerd about just organizing data from the real world, you know, and compiling it to, to be able to visualize it. But it was something that helped me. And 
so I would just kind of, you know, shove my friends off and ignore them and whatnot. But today, you know, back to the whole point of this episode is because of that mindset, the main reason why I carried, you know, created these systems was so that way I wouldn't think I was forgetting anything. I kind of wanted almost, I was almost creating these boundaries. So when someone would throw information at me, throw requests or a to-do list, I wanted to make sure I had a way to actually not only remember that, but to actually deliver the best quality of, you know, whatever they expected of me. So in this episode, in talking about kind of having a system set up in place to encapsulate user error, you know, one example of that could be creating a report. And you could have a report, if it's missing a very important data point, then it could actually create a trigger to alert, you know, a manager or, you know, the business owner. Something like if there was an invoice that was created but not paid for and it's passed you know a, a certain time frame if there was an invoice that was not paid for but the product was shipped you know being able to flag those now i i know you could argue that you could put systems or processes in front of those experiences or in front of those errors to actually prevent them from happening and that's very true there are some some points a lot of times in dealing with money that you want to have something up front to where maybe you can't ship a product without payment. But I do want to caution that when you make your systems and processes too complicated for your employees to work with, oftentimes they'll just find workarounds to go around it because they don't want to be embarrassed with working with a cumbersome system. There's so many variables to why maybe a customer would leave without payment or something was pre-negotiated. You know, I would say maybe try to find the happy median to to not create a cumbersome system on the front end, but also, you know, create, you know, to not have a ton of errors on the back end. I want to take a brief moment to thank you for your listenership. I could not do this without you. But I want to ask, is there a burning question that you have or something that you're going through in your business, in your life that you want answered on this podcast? If so, visit questions.businessprocesspodcast.com. Now let's get back to the episode. So in in you creating a report to catch these errors, if something happens frequently enough, then I would argue that you need to refine or, or add to your process for how you handle that particular situation. You know, it, it could be a trigger, so maybe you let it go through, but it triggers a manager, so that way it's caught sooner. It's not something that's caught, you know, weeks or months. You know, it could be something to where you actually put a restriction when it's over a certain dollar amount, and you can look at the average invoices that you have and whatever you consider to be a really high dollar amount. There's a lot of data points that you can use to create a better streamlined process for your employees and your customers. But the point is, is that whether it's a report or whether it's a a restriction on the front end is you want to have something set up to encapsulate user errors. So that way you can identify these things as soon as possible and make sure you're catching everything at once. Whatever you are going through in your business, make sure you have something set up to encapsulate user error. And the other thing I want to touch on is that, you know, when I say user error, you know, I was really alluding to or initially talking about your employees or, you know, those working in your business. But this could also be in working with suppliers and, you know, 
farther up your supply chain. Really, at the end of the day, it's it's trying to catch errors, which most often is going to be human error. It could be, you know, a uh, a human error that caused a computer error, you know, like a false trigger or an incorrect trigger caused by humans inputting data incorrectly, which I would argue 99% of the time is the case. If you really dive deep into it at some point along the way, it, it's a result of human error. But either way, it's, it's to have a plan to mitigate or vet these mistakes or issues and create a report or a system and put that in place to encapsulate these user errors so that way you could fall upon that and say, if anything were to go wrong in this area of my business, if there were any unpaid invoices that had shipments against them, I know this would catch that information. And you can fall upon that with confidence so that way when nothing is there, when it doesn't show any of those situations, then you can have more of a peace of mind that that it's taken care of, that it's okay. But I would challenge that you test these for sure when you first set up these reports. So you want to have a variable that you've identified visually that you do know with confidence exists and make sure this report is set up appropriately or this automation is set up appropriately to identify and encapsulate that issue because the worst thing is to build a report that you're falling and trusting upon that's not working properly because of human error. When you get into filters and, and workflows and automations, it can be very easy to miss you know, one data point or to reverse you know, greater than or less than, and that can completely change the data set. You know, if you say any order that's greater than $500, I wanna make sure this workflow you know, kicks in and and what if you accidentally put the wrong sign and you put any dollar less than $500 and maybe most of your orders are you know, over that. So it, it kind of depends where it's in. It's just you want to make sure that you have as you're setting these systems up to, to catch errors that you can visually catch errors in the beginning. And that comes along with testing. That comes along with knowing a record or an error exists in the system if it doesn't already create it. So that way you know that error is indeed there and then test your workflow, test your report, make sure it's catching it, and then once it's doing that, then you can fall upon that with confidence to know, you know, I can have peace of mind, that part of my business is doing okay, and I can focus over here. So I hope that some part of this episode met you where you're at. I, I kind of had to cut without going in deeper because I, I just think this can get so complicated. There's so much strategy to it, but I love really building systems to encapsulate user error. It's what I've always done because I've always been paranoid to ask myself the question, but what if this happens? But what if this happens? And I have to have a system in place to catch that. So that way I can trust that it's not showing that it's happening. So it seems as though it's okay. So I hope this episode met you where you're at. And as always, I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you so much for making it all the way to the end. Your future self will thank you as you become a better entrepreneur, parent, and spouse. For a list of resources that I use to keep my business out of bankruptcy, as well as a free tool that I created to help you crush the overwhelm in your business, visit Business Process Podcast.